This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, is it okay to shame other black people about voting? Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are on the ticket. Trump is trumping us to death and feelings are ranging from scared to excited to complacent. Then on a scary but sexy note, we tried dating during a pandemic since we're still in a fucking pandemic. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Yo. Yes. Yes. We're recording. We are doing it. How was your how was your weekend? My weekend was chill. I was in the house and I did a little project. Oh. Jazzed up my roller skates. Do? I glitterized roller my roller skates. skates. They're really, really cute. And yeah, that was fun. That made me feel good. I was in a bad mood because of you mm-hmm. know why Friday. Mm-hmm. But and I was like, I'm a craft. I realize I like crafts. <laughs> I don't like art. Like, I don't like okay. to do art. I like to look at it, but I'm not mm. a fucking drawer, picture, painter, whatever. So I did my little craft project. And I was like, wait, I like crafts. You knew this about yourself. But whatever, mm. anyway. So that's what I did this weekend. What did you do this weekend? Very cute. They're super cute. I saw them on Instagram. Thanks. How about your weekend? Um, what did I do? I went to the beach again. It was great. I had an mm-hmm. amazing fucking time. I love the beach. Um, my skin is burnt. I'm fried to a crisp. <laughs> my back is sore. My shoulders are sore from what being burnt. What the fuck? I don't know. I thought I had put enough sunblock back there, but I was really like out there. There were moments when I felt it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna feel this later. This is not. This is not good." But I was too lazy to reapply. I was too lazy to ask for help. It was. Uh, and now you're paying for it. I am fucking burnt. Like it hurts to lay down lie down whatever and my nose is also burnt but i don't have to lie on my nose so <laughs> i don't know i was okay with that <laughs> i was okay with that but i'm burnt so great anyway take care of your skin people especially light skins you're not invincible <laughs> you're not everyone wears sunscreen everyone welcome, welcome to, to tea with queen and jay we, we are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time i'm queen i'm jay and, and this, this is tea with queen and jay and yes that was nice cleansing out that was nice. That was nice. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast, you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag Tea with QJ. We love when you use that on all the social meets. Also use the hashtag pod in. That allows other folks who are on that hashtag to find Tea with Queen and J podcast. Follow us on the social meets. You should be if you're not already. I don't know what's wrong with you. We are on Instagram and Twitter at Tea with QJ. We are also on Facebook and Tumblr. And you can search for us there and hit that follow button. Send us email at Tea with Queen and J at gmail.com. We love when you send us your questions comments concerns from the silly to the serious we love that so send us t-mail at t with queen and j at gmail.com yes this is a spot of tea episode it is less segments you probably don't know the fucking difference but we know it's less fucking segments less <laughs> formatting so we can get in and get out without having to do a lot of edits and it allows us to bring you a show every motherfucking week just makes it easier so we can get this content going yeah yeah it does 
<laughs> we like to start the show by pouring libations for the people, places, and things that bring us black as black joy. These are our shout outs. These are our fucking, uh, this one's for the homies. This is the shit we pour out for the ancestors, the elders, or whatever. Anything that's bringing us that black as black joy. Queen, what are you pouring libations for this week? I am pouring libations actually for all of the black women skaters that I'm just coming across. Like my Instagram feed is just on that algorithm where I'm just finding all of these black women who are roller skating and I love it and I enjoy Mm -hmm. it. And I want to find y'all in New York City because I want to be around people. Not all the time, but there's, you know, there'll be times when I skate by myself. But I would like to find other black non-men people who are mm-hmm. like roller skating and falling and not falling yep. and doing tricks yep. and twirling and shit like that. So libations to all the folks who are picking up roller skates again. I love it, Alyssa. Tell us where you be skating at. Uni, tell us where you be skating at. All of the New York black girls who be skating, tell us where you be skating at. We want to yeah, know. Because we want to know. But yeah. So libations to all of the black girl roller skaters. It's really cute. Y'all be looking cute. Y'all outfits be so cute. cute. All cute. It's so cute. I like the resurgence of like roller skating again. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. I like seeing it. So that is That's my cute. libation. What are your libations, Jay? Um. So I survived a whole entire shooting over this weekend. <laughs> You're having a New York summer. I'm having a New York summer somehow. Went from going out the house to belonging to the streets. Hey, y'all. This is Janice here from the future. I wanted to pop in real quick and do a content warning for gun violence. I retell something that took place over the weekend. It was a scary situation. I make light of it because I was scared to death. And I just wanted to acknowledge that gun violence is serious for a lot of people. A lot of people lose their life. And I wanted to go ahead and say that and give you a heads up before we get into this portion of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Peace. And now it's like the 80s all over again. Okay. Anyway, this is a libation because I'm alive. I survived the shooting. I saw a shooter pull out a gun pointing in my direction i saw the shot lick off and i'm alive like like here we go and it's not magic it's by the grace of the fucking ancestors in the universe and the things that protect me from myself and protect me from the harm that other people are trying to cause me so um you just started going outside (laughs) you just fucking started going outside i did first of all let me say this is not funny at all right this is not funny at all everybody lived Everybody, like, nobody was, was shot in the shooting that I was actually involved in or whatever. So, everybody lived, nobody. You were there. Do not be I was there. You're right. You were there. You were not involved. I was not involved. Okay. This is correct. I was not involved in the shooting. So, exactly. yeah. So, it's not funny. Um, but everybody lived, nobody died. So it is easier for me to laugh about this horrific and scary thing that happened to me. So I just wanted to get that off the table. I will be laughing at it for the rest of this episode at any time if that it comes up or whatever. Right. But it was fucking terrifying. So I wanted to pour libations and be thankful that I fucking survived that. And I lived to tell the story. Did you pee your pants? I did not pee my pants. I was on the floor. Like I am too big. To die from a stray bullet, yo. Yeah, yeah, like, Women my this, age are supposed to die age, from being right. The, I'm supposed yeah. to die from like either natural causes, sickness, murder at the hands of a lover, some other form of domestic violence, being mugged in my community or during my travels. You know what I'm saying? Like 
those are the things that are supposed to happen to me if I am to be like murdered. Not a stray bullet. That's a young person type of death. Anyway. So it was That's so funny uh, how you changing that to for the youngins. That's for the youngins. <laughs> You know how embarrassing, you know how embarrassing it would be. You know to how get got. I survived. I'm in heaven, yo. and they like hello. What thank you. I survived the '90s. I survived the zero zeros. I survived all manner of foolishness. I'm gonna die now yeah, by a straight bullet. You lived bullet? in New York in the '80s. Thank like, you. you. New York thank you. It was like the horrible times. Oh my gosh! Now, now I'm gonna die. <laughs> yo, how would t- how would I have told my family? You I'm in the hospital. You're dead. You can't. I was hit, or if I was injured, I'm in the hospital. I was hit by a straight bullet. I'm grown. No one. You know what I'm saying? No one's gonna care. No oh my god! I'm happy <laughs> like, to nobody no would care about that. No nobody one. would care. You okay? <laughs> what hospital are you in? All right, call so and so. They live up the block. All right, great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Anyway, I'm happy you survived. Yeah. This shooting, but. Sounds like a New York City summer. It was very much NYC summer. Um, it made me, I don't really want to talk about like the incident or whatever. I, like you said, I was not involved. I was watching something happen that I was not expecting to... To escalate to that. Yeah, to escalate. I knew that it could, but I really, I've we've seen so many things that could escalate into that. That's like, it's just an argument. So it doesn't go there, whatever. So anyway... Escalates into this thing. People run. <laughs> One of the people involved in the thing tells everybody after it's over, none of y'all better post that footage. None of y'all better post your videos anywhere. <laughs> if I see any of y'all's videos on the internet, blah, 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 blah. And I'm I'm standing there. I'm like, so you, you not only don't know, like, how violence is supposed to work, right? But, like, you don't know content creation. Because you thought that that argument that y'all had, you thought, first of all, no one was recording that, okay? You all sitting out here enjoying ourselves, not thinking about being shot. And you talk about who was recording. You are a narcissist, sir, okay? You are a narcissist. You don't know crimes. You're not a real gangster because a real gangster would have took everyone's phone. You know how, like, mm. in the movies where they want to make sure yes. that you don't, whatever? Yes. You, what yes. You, you better not post it, person. I I'm was, never going to see again. I'm going to find really, you, stranger. I was like, you know if what? If you post it. This is not. Ain't nobody thinking about you. Even in the sh- within the shooting. Ain't nobody thinking about And where is your mask? <laughs> Where is your mask? Okay. Those are the Where is your mask? Um, he didn't have on a mask. He did not have on a mask. He I was like, y'all. I just survived a shooting and this nigga's about to give us all COVID. Okay. Droplets. His COVID droplets. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was upsetting. I also want to say that I was in fact social distancing before I had to run from gun violence. Take cover. Take cover. Thank you. Yeah. I was social distancing. The people outside, we were social distancing. Strangers were six feet apart or whatever. And then we all had to run and huddle together. <laughs> it was a mess. Oh, gosh. I'm happy you're good, though. Yeah, me too. I was hanging out with a boy and a man, of course. It's more fun to say boy. I don't know why. But anyway, we were hanging out 
And then after we experienced this violence together, even though I said I was not going to hold hands with this person, then we was holding hands, and now we're at the hand-holding stage of our friendship. See and how I'm it like, escalates? That's like in Boys in the Hood. She did not plan to have sex with him and lose her Thank you. And, and have her Thank first you. experience be with him. But he Thank experienced you. his friend dying, right? Remember? Yes. And he yes. beat up the air, Cuban Gooding's Problematic. character, yeah. and then now they're having sex. You see how violence just... Violence. <laughs> Escalates. It just it escalates things. things. It escalates. Now things. you're fucking so, holding hands. We're fucking holding hands, and I wanted to hold hands because I just survived <laughs> fucking a potential death at the whack ass hand of like a stray bullet at my grown adult age, and so it's like the least that we got. Like I need this handhold. Yeah, this, I need it very need much. Please hold my hand. I'm scared you. to death. Yeah, but now y'all are so, hand yeah. holders. But now we're hand holders. Now the next time I the next time this goes down, I have to like either have a conversation about how we're actually not at the hand holding stage <laughs> or just hold the hand because now maybe we really are. Anyway, my libation is to life. I'm thankful to be alive. I know that a lot of people have died to gun violence and know people who have died to gun violence. And I wanted to send you all love. Yep. And I'm thankful to be able to sit here and laugh and make jokes about that shit. Yeah, I'm glad you can too, because then there'd be no show. (laughs) Then there'd be no fucking show. Because Jay was murdered by accident. Not even like somebody came for Jay. I was murdered by accident. That is whack at my age. I find anyway. it funny that you think only young people get killed by stray bullets. <laughs> That's just how I know it to happen. That's what okay. makes it a sad story. Because it was like, they were only yes. 15. But like, the other thing they say in the hood is bullets don't have names. Anybody could get it. They always you have the names still, of teenagers no, and children Bullets don't have names. The older people just don't make the news. <laughs> oh. See that? Because ageism. ageism. In everything. It's in everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's in everything. So I'm thankful for life. I did actually have an amazing day That's before good. that unfortunate incident. I've been in dangerous situations. I've been in violent situations, but I had never really seen something like that happen from start to finish. And yeah. like, it's not like zero to one hundred real quick for no reason. It was zero to one hundred real quick, and it was like it seemed like nobody involved really wanted anyone to die except for possibly innocent bystanders. You know what I'm saying? It was like, this person is not really trying to hurt the other person. And now anyone could die because yeah. of that. And mm-hmm. that, it just reminded just... me of like, that's how so many things happen. Yep. That's how so many young people are killed and old people whose names we'll never know are murdered. <laughs> because somebody was really in an argument with somebody who they didn't necessarily want to hurt, but had to show like, oh, you're not going to talk to me, me like, like that, that or whatever. So I don't know. That was whack. That is mad whack. I'm glad no one was hurt. So we survived. Yeah, you did. And I'm thankful for that. But I did. I, I had to put that energy somewhere because, like, what the fuck? Yeah, what in the fuck? I haven't had to hit the deck in a man long time. I was in a summer dress on the deck <laughs> in a mask. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Every episode, we generally, at this time of the show, talk about how you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, but we wanted to remind everyone that protests are still happening. We are still in a global and national uprising in the fight for equality and equal personhood and humanity of black people. That is still going on. Speaking of fucking neighborhood gun violence, 
There are also, since we were talking about it, everyone knows that there are always community initiatives taking place to reduce gun violence. So this list that we offer that we include in the show, we have a list in the show notes where you can donate to bailout funds and petitions and other organizations around the country. You can also seek out organizations that are doing community work to reduce violence and shit like that that happens in their communities or whatever yeah. that exists that, that is exists. the answer to what about black on black crime just how you don't hear about older people who are killed at, by stray bullets you don't hear about things that are happening in individual neighborhoods across the country because police are not involved in initiatives that communities are doing on their own to make sure that youth are not killing each other and other shit is not happening in their community yeah, exactly. so those things are generally less covered because yeah, that stuff is preventative versus right. something happens and then police come like it's a whole different thing exactly so donate to a bailout fund check out the petition list see what other organizations are organizing in your state in your community or in another state see what people are doing on the ground like for their communities like that work that gets done to make sure that we're all safe before we're talking about police brutality and shit like that or whatever yeah word. and then after that once you've done that if you have any left over you can throw some money over to tea with queen and j podcast queen how can they do that yes so this podcast we run on your support and we're grateful for your support so there are two ways that you can donate to tea with queen and j you can Go to our website, teawithqueenandj.com. Slide down on our homepage, and there is where we have our two options. Two. Our first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can put however much you want in a pod, however many times you want, no commitment there. And our second option is our Patreon option, and that's where we're asking for a little bit more commitment. $2 a month is all we're asking for. $2. You can get more or less. That is up to you. But those are the monetary ways that you could donate to us. Other ways you could donate that are not monetarily is by liking this podcast, sharing this podcast on social media. When I say like, I mean on whatever app you're listening to. You hit the star, you hit the heart, you hit the like, stuff like that. Leaving us reviews on Apple Podcasts or whatever app that you listen to us is also a way that you can donate. All of that helps us grow and we love when you do it. So those are the ways that you can help Tea with Queen and Jay grow. If you would like to sponsor Tea with Queen and Jay podcast, if you'd like to advertise with us, if you'd like to hear your ad on Tea with Queen and Jay, T-mail us at tbthqueenandjay at gmail.com. If you'd like to hire us to speak at your school or organization about white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism, womanism, black feminism, black hair, or some shit you've heard us discuss on the podcast, or if you'd like us to do a virtual live show or consult you or your team, send us your T-mail at tbthqueenandjay at gmail.com. We have donation libations this week. Queen, do you want to get into our new patrons? Before I get into patrons i just want to talk to the listeners listeners we are now releasing patron content oh yeah so um (laughs) 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 new patreon content that's what your gun sound like (laughs) you know what no that is not what it sounded like Oh, God, no. gunshots are scary Yeah. yeah so we will be releasing patron content patron only content only available mm-hmm. to our patients and we are dropping something this week jay and i will be giving our thoughts on wop wet ass pussy so um patrons just look out in your emails for when we drop that extra content for you mm-hmm. that would be really funny if someone had no idea no frame of reference for what we were talking about and you're like we will be dropping our thoughts 
on wet ass pussy. <laughs> wet ass pussy by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion. I don't know what rock you're living under. We but you talk to everyone. Could definitely so not know what we're talking possible. about. But that's what we'll be talking about. You definitely know what we're talking about when you listen to the Patreon episode of that but yeah you're right everyone doesn't know what that is so back to thanking our patrons newest patrons for this week thank you to wesley (laughs) and marie (laughs) (laughs) thank you wesley and marie cassia karima heather ashley kiara and tails we also had autumn who upped their plans thank you autumn and Kendra, and Kendra says, Hi, Queen and Jay. Greetings from fucked up Portland, Oregon. I have learned so much from y'all on how to dismantle white supremacy, the patriarchy, and capitalism, and I am happy to finally become a patron so I can offer more support to the amazing work you do. Thank you so much and keep killing it. Thank you, Kendra. Then we also got a new patron, DN, and DN says, I missed y'all so much during the break. I'm glad you're back. Hope you're feeling refreshed and thank you for bringing joy to my boring ass Tuesdays. <laughs> and they put an LOL. That was my giggle. <laughs> Thanks, DN. Thanks for that. You want to get into the PayPal real quick? Oh, uh, yeah. We only got one PayPal, which we are excited about. And we got a PayPal from Tiana. And Tiana says, thank you for the work you are doing. Thank you so much, Tiana, for your donation. Word. And thank you for listening to the podcast. Yes, we yes, appreciate yes. you. All right, let's get into the motherfucking show. Queen, what kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking. I'm drinking. What are you drinking? I'm drinking, because I know words. I'm drinking green tea, and it's good. I need to stop being lazy. I don't I don't want to steep any other tea, and this is the only bag tea I have. So uh, that's what's happening with the green tea. So, all yeah. right, that's cool. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm back on my bullshit with Jasmine Green. Okay. I'm drinking that. Nice and easy, easy, breezy. Mm-hmm. And what are your pronouns? She, her. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. And separate from my pronouns, I am not a lady. Please don't refer to me as a lady or us as ladies because I am a part of us. And yeah. If you're calling me one in plural, you're calling J1 yeah, too. I don't like it. Please don't do that, yeah. please. Yeah. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I affirm that I am a bad bitch, that I am enough. I affirm that I will be self-employed and financially wealthy without trauma. I also affirm that I am well-rested. My hair and fashions are popping. They actually are pretty popping. My body and mind are healthy. And that I will forever and always stunt on these hoes, especially with these glittery gold roller skates. (laughs) you know i affirm a continued safe and healthy reopening of new york city and everywhere else that is reopening and places that are reclosing because they realize they need to get their shit together but Mm -hmm. i affirm safety for everyone who are in whichever level of that process you are in and i affirm i'm always going to affirm this for the whole fucking year I affirm that you can still have a fruitful and abundant 2020. A bundles, a bundles, a bundles for everyone. That is still something I affirm for everybody. I yeah. Like it. What are you affirming, Jay? 
I affirm a life full of abundance, health, wealth, sustainable, rewarding, and financially beneficial self-employment. As I cautiously spend more time outside and with my COVID cohorts, I affirm health and COVID-free living. I affirm I am enough. My apartment is paid for. My rent is paid. I am productive. Opportunities are fruitful and bountiful without trauma. And I affirm liberation and power to all the people. Power to the people. Does that That's right, it? yo. That is fucking right. So we wanted to talk a little bit about voting. Mm-hmm. We got a really interesting T-mail. It's been a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a topic that's been on everybody's minds as we approach this upcoming presidential election as we sit in the mess of a such a hot ass mess presidency a hot ass fucking mess as we are at home quarantining those of us who are at home as essential workers are in the streets risking their lives as biden who is a very white man aging white man who says problematic and racist things yes. uh as he is the democratic nominee yeah as kamala harris has been appointed his, his vp, VP. yep these are things that people have been thinking about so we want to read this listener letter and then get into some of that shit Queen, do you want to read this letter? Yep, I will read this letter. Hi, Queen and Jay. I hope you are both doing well and staying sane during these times. I want to thank you for all the black-ass joy you have given me since I started subscribing. This T-mail is about voting. I appreciate your episode about voter suppression. And as the 2020 election comes closer, I have had more and more conversations about this upcoming election with people. One of the most frustrating conversations I recently had was with a friend of mine. I was talking about voting for Biden in the 2020 election, and my friend told me that they weren't voting for president since Biden wasn't progressive enough for his views, and he could not, in good conscience, vote for Joe Biden or Trump. Or Trump is in parentheses, just for reference. I told him that I am not thrilled at the opportunity to vote for Joe Biden either, but see his presidency as more of a means to an end. Obviously, I would still be out in the streets pushing for more progressive action from Biden and Kamala. I believe change is more likely, though not easy, with a Democratic president in office. Additionally, I thought that this friend was just being annoying and ignoring their privilege. The friend is a white male. But I have seen similar sentiments from some black people on social media as well. I've seen some people saying that voting is, quote unquote, using the master's tools to dismantle the master's house, end quote, type of stuff. After almost four years of a Trump presidency, I can't wrap my head around why people would say things like this. We have witnessed firsthand how bad a president can be and had hundreds of thousands of people die from a deadly pandemic because of executive incompetence. To me, this feels like the quote unquote, woker than down mentality. I consider myself a realist and given two options, I will always pick the best option. I just don't understand what not voting actually accomplishes. My question is, am I crazy for shaming people who aren't voting for Biden and choosing to abstain? Does not voting actually carry political weight or are niggas just out here wilding? I know voting will not lead to liberation, but isn't there some utility in it? Thanks in advance. Looking forward to your reply. Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Are you okay? Yeah. 
That's a lot. And it's like a lot of feelings involved because when we talk about politics, especially as black people, as marginalized folks who these things I feel like affect more immediately and more like should for us be life and death mm-hmm. in ways that these elections for most white people are not. Are not. And so it gets really intense when we talk about how we're going to use our vote as black people, as marginalized people, whether or not we're going to use our vote and all of that shit. And it has been uncomfortable watching some of the dialogue take place on social media at this time. I don't particularly engage with a lot of that conversation directly. Well, just generally, I do most of my debating about shit that makes me uncomfortable. Well, not debating, but talking about shit that makes me uncomfortable here on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Because the shit that we discuss and this election shit, like, it's very real. It's real. It's like, it's upsetting that we are existing and have been existing in this Trump presidency. It's upsetting that, like, we are dealing with COVID, the way that we're dealing with it, and the numbers of people that have died as a result of the negligence of this presidency, this administration. Mm -hmm. It's just like the tangible results, the tangible ways in which like people have been hurt to the point of death by the past four years. It's just really, I don't know, man, it's fucking disheartening. And I don't like to fucking argue with niggas who are not necessarily going to change their mind or because we had a debate or an argument over this shit, you know? Yeah, I'm kind of there. Like, I still say stuff, but I'm not going back and forth for anybody about Mm -hmm. it. But I do like to point out, to your point in the letter, when you talk about is it okay to, like, vote shame people and stuff like that, I don't think it's okay to shame people into any activity or practice. But Mm -hmm. I do think there is value in pointing out stuff that people may not notice because they're just blindly saying, I'm not going to vote. So, like, Mm -hmm. I did have a post on my Facebook where I listed, like, these are all the privileges that y'all motherfuckers have who are saying I'm not going to vote. So you're probably a white man. You're probably cis. You probably still have a job right now. You probably like all of these things that people are go just- through the list. I actually, if you don't, oh. if you don't mind going through that, because I, I saw that on Facebook and I thought it was really important. And I think that a lot of marginalized people who are choosing not to vote, a lot of those people are, there are privileges that they are experiencing that make that choice for them, like mm-hmm. more palatable and more like, okay. And it's, I guess my reason for saying that is because I feel like I'm usually talking to black people when I talk, even on social media. Mm-hmm. And I think that even within their blackness, they don't see that there's certain privileges that they have yeah. or whatever. So that's why I kind of like just went down this list. But if you're using the option to not vote or whatever, you're probably white. You're probably cis. You're probably college ed- educated. You probably still have your job. You probably have health insurance. You're probably able-bodied. You're probably in a blue state, so that vote doesn't seem to matter as mm-hmm. much, the not voting thing. You probably don't worry about your reproductive rights. You're probably radical and so woke that you don't think about the present day-to-day survival the same anymore, and you probably haven't lost a friend or family member to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So I, I... You probably have not, have not lost one. Yeah, you probably have not. Thank you. But I think that people are not realizing that those are privileges to not have any of those. To... I think about, honestly, I really go back and think about when we were voting between Trump and Hillary. Yeah. And how myself, I made the silly blind assumption that like, they're the same person. I saw white and white. Mm-hmm. White supremacy does what it does. They are both agents of white supremacy in the same way. But that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing with 
these candidates right. and it's like have we not learned yeah. from what happened mm-hmm. before and then and that they are they are we both acknowledge that they are both agents of white supremacy but the key yes. to what you said is like not in the same way you know what I'm yes saying? not in the same way there are ways that trump in his four years has highly oppressed people that are think about if you are a person who everyone needs health care mm-hmm. but if you're a disabled person you're looking at that that stuff is important. Like, mm-hmm. remember when we had our episode and we were releasing our feelings about that election? About, yeah. mm-hmm. And then, and people like reached, listeners reached out to us and told us like, well, this is why Hillary was important to us. Right. And because of Jay and our privilege, we weren't looking at those mm-hmm. things. So it was like, I want people to acknowledge their privilege and realize that, yes, you might have the privilege to not vote, but you not voting in this way might affect a trans person in this mm-hmm. way that is huge like in a real tangible way yes right in a real tangible way like the trump administration has rolled back so many policies that were considered to be progressive or steps at least in the right direction you know what i'm saying like so much of that shit has been rolled back day to day that a lot of us there are things that have been rolled back that a lot of us don't feel that people who are more marginalized than we are they feel that shit like every day like it changed something Mm -hmm. in the way that they live day to day you know what i'm saying like my when i filed taxes this year whatever like it was all kind of shit that i normally do every year that helps my tax return like help me fucking break even for the year that i couldn't do Mm -hmm. and that yeah that was bad but it didn't affect like my day-to-day living and what i'm allowed to do as like a human person and there are things that the trump administration has done that like that do that yeah that has completely altered the livelihood the actual livelihood Mm -hmm. Of folks right. in, in the name of oppression, and, in the name of oppression. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Talking to black people, I think that we don't we don't diversify who deserves or who who needs equity in ways that I think we should be. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'm thinking of like my family, where it's just like, well, I'm not going to vote, you know, because you know I'm not picking two white motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But it's like this white motherfucker though might not be a detrimental person to a trans person or a disabled person. Right. This person might not be, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like it might, it's not going to, none of this is going to free you, but if we could like just acknowledge your privilege a little bit and realize that if you're voting in this way, it does help the collective. Like we're right. a community, right? We're a collective, right? It's not just all about your individual needs mm-hmm. in a the moment. There are other needs that need to be met right. that can be met. If we vote in a direction mm-hmm. that, at least faces yeah. that way yeah you know that i'm not i'm not seeing enough from my parents right. it's just like on some like well i'm not but i'm like this is bigger than just your single person ass mm-hmm. like it is this is like think more community think more collective like right. like it matters it matters if trump is still in office when the next supreme court justice is chosen that's a lifetime appointment it matters what kind of racist we have in the office it fucking matters it It matters those things that people are out in the street like protesting movements that are being made on the ground and actions that are being taken in the ground towards protest towards change towards revolution like we're demanding policy change you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like p- the mm-hmm. people in the streets are demanding policy change. And if you have yes. a fucking Klansman in the office, right? Unless we have somebody storm the White House and like do all the shit that like no one has done in years, right? Unless we have somebody approach this from like a coup 
type standpoint unless that's what we're doing and we don't care about policy anymore and we're just gonna fucking burn it all down and put the people's elected leader yeah in the in the office and like unless we're gonna do that oftentimes the people in the street we are protesting to get policy changed to get laws changed we're protesting still in efforts to cooperate with government in some way to shift government in the direction of the people right yeah and to ultimately dismantle it and dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism but in the meantime if nobody is storming the white house right if no one is physically storming the white house if we don't have an army if we're not if that's not the approach and the approach is to shift laws and policies in the direction of the people if that's the goal we need to not have a Klansman in the White House. We need to not have that. We need to have people who can be shifted. And honestly, like, I'm not, I don't care about the hearts and minds of white folks. I don't care about the hearts and minds of public officials. I care about pressure. If I really don't give a fuck if you actually changed your mind about how you feel about police or you changed your mind about how you feel about black people or how you feel about human rights or how you feel about LGBTQIA folks, I don't really give a fuck about how you feel you know what i'm saying i give a fuck that laws are changed i give a fuck that you felt enough pressure to where you had to move in the direction of the people to make things happen to get things done towards our equal personhood towards black lives matter towards all that shit i I give a fuck that those laws and policies are changed i don't need for my elected officials to actually feel and believe that I'm a human. I really don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it's also like, I, I it irks me when people say that the candidates or whatever are not progressive enough. Mm-hmm. We know that the system is working the way it's designed. There will never be someone in that space yes. who is as progressive as yes. the radical ever, ever, ever. Right. If that's not how it would ever be. So you're asking for something that's never going to exist. That's not how that works. The if way you look that at the, the system, histories of revolutions, that's not You can't have works, a white so. supremacist patriarchal capital capitalistic system cap white supremacist patriarchal capitalistic government you can't have that and then that, expect and then today this year fish. expect in 2020 yeah, that somebody. the progressive leaders be elected like i i, no. I feel and, and i'm not saying that we should um i'm not one of those people who wants to work to just like let's get the safe nom- nominee let's make sure we have a safe nominee so that we can vote for the safe person or president or they'll be elected or whatever But like when we get to a stage, when we get to the stage where the Democratic nominee has been chosen, right? There's no, there's no person who is going to be progressive enough, who has done progressive enough shit that will be elected into the office to lead a country that is white supremacist, patriarchal capitalist there's no like whoever gets into that office right now where we're at right now like they're gonna be a problem they're gonna be problematic they're gonna not be progressive enough the point is to get somebody in there who's not a whole entire fucking clansman so that i'm not negotiating whether or not they even see me as a human or not like let's get past that so that we can actually talk about the real things that need to change the real like President Trump has brought so many things to fucking zero. Like we're starting at zero again. We're trying to convince motherfuckers that like we matter. And it just, it does matter who the enemy is. It does matter who we're fighting against. It does matter who the leader of this corrupt nation is. It fucking matters. And so like, it reminds me of how, 
people who are outside of the movement and not really connected to it or whatever, like when people were protesting Hillary Clinton, right? When people were storming mm-hmm. her rallies and saying, we need you to do this. You're not doing it. What are you going to do for black people? Da, 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 da. And you had outsiders complaining and saying, liberal outsiders, quote unquote, why are you arguing mm-hmm. with people who are on your side? Or why are you protest? Why are you protesting Hillary? Why don't you go protest Republicans? We don't bang with Republicans and they don't bang with us on any level in any way. Democrats claim that they are for the people they and they to pretend pander. to be right. They, they pretend yeah. to be for us. So with all of that shit or whatever, with knowing that black people are most likely to vote Democratic, these are the motherfuckers that I need to push to do the things that I want them to do. You claim exactly. to be for the people I expect from you. These are my expectations. And so we're going to protest until we get those things or whatever. It makes no sense as a tactic to show up to the fucking uh, Republican like motherfuckers who are not in office i'm not protesting republicans who are not fucking in office and you have no fucking bearing on my life and i'm not i don't even i'm not banging with you on any level i'm not voting for you you're not in any conversations i'm having with anyone i don't give a shit you're not on my radar radar you are not a non-motherfucking factor so like i'm not yeah i'm not wasting my time showing up to a clans rally to convince them to give me health care like that's not what's gonna happen so like it does matter who the enemy is. It does matter whether or not the person in the White House is a fucking Klansman or is a fucking like racist coworker Karen. Those two racists are different kinds of racists and the approach is different. The energy is different. The it is. Um, tools that are used to dismantle that shit is different. And I would appreciate it if, for the next four years of a presidency, we were not still fucking with this Klansman. Yeah, definitely. I want to point out that I think a lot of people do not realize that there are many pieces to this process. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's tactics, there's strategies, and there's solutions. So, a lot of the solutions are the things like defund the police. And those are, like, end results of all of that work. And, like, it's... it. A lot of times when people say someone isn't progressive enough, like, like it doesn't make sense for people's expectation to be for a politician to say, we're going to defund the police. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that doesn't even make sense. Like, that's the end result of something that activists and organizers are asking for. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with, like, a, a fucking election ticket on a... Ba- you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's just, it's not realistic. I mean, it could and be, I, it could be on the ballot, Right. Anything could be on a ballot. That's not something that's going to get to this point where you have the Democratic nominee. Like we're mm-hmm. at, we're not at the beginning where we're trying to figure out who is the Democratic right. nominee. Like that's when you hear that stuff yes. in the beginning. We are at the point where we are voting for the president mm-hmm. amongst these two people. Mm-hmm. Never do we get those progress though that progressive mm-hmm. of idea at this point. That does not happen. Right. That's not realistic. Right. Let's be like realistic mm-hmm. here. I want the world that everyone wants free of all of these systems, but I live in the world that I'm in right Mm -hmm. now. And I wish that people could realize that there's a duality to that. You can live in those two worlds. I know what I want. I don't want the police funded, but at the same time, I want it so that fucking people are not fucking 170,000 people are fucking dead because of COVID for no fucking reason. Mm -hmm. And the reason is Trump. So I'm not going to just be like, well, whatever, fuck them. I'm not gonna. That that's just 
silly mm-hmm. and people are not being realistic right. and they're being hugely self-righteous and just thinking about themselves and this is not just about you mm-hmm. this is not just about a single individual and what single needs that you need as one person how are we a collective how are we community how are we all of these words that people like to throw around when they talk about a lot of these socialistic ideas but you're still being individualistic when it comes to the decisions that we're trying to make to get closer to what we want mm-hmm. That meant, that's the part that makes no right. sense to me and y'all lose me at that right. shit. And I will say that there are a lot of everyday people who vote very, very safe in the primaries. And I think that that is highly problematic. And I think that that is how we end up with a lot of the same like everyday uh, politics, yeah. the same like mm-hmm. like how we say that we need to expect more from democrats or whoever the fucking nominee is whoever the nominee is that black people choose we need to demand more of them expect more of them and all that shit i feel like that shit happens in the primaries primaries vote your fucking dreams yo vote your dreams don't worry about oh well this person they wouldn't be able to win if enough Mm -hmm. of us in the democratic primary those of us who choose to vote in the democratic primary for enough of us vote for the motherfucker of our dreams right yes if so many of us vote for that person that they fucking win we can get that person to win the election like it could happen Mm -hmm. but that's that's not the time to be like oh i have to vote safe do not vote safe and something else if enough of us vote for the person of our dreams the candidate of our dreams and they don't win right but they're close enough to the person who actually won the nomination like you can get the person who wins the nomination you can get them to shift to a more progressive tone like that we've seen that happen we have seen nominees push one another to more progressive language more progressive ideas like we've seen that shit happen but that needs to happen in the primary and i feel like during the primary elections it's like I feel like Democrats have taken this approach to where, like, they tear each other apart. Everybody is fighting to be either the most progressive or the most fucking regressive, depending on who they're talking to, what voice they think is, like, most important. They're either trying to, like, appeal to white men in some way who maybe yeah. voted for Trump but could be swayed or whatever like the Bernie bros who if Bernie is not running they're going to vote for Trump those niggas so yeah. they're either in the primaries appealing to that person or they're appealing to like a, a very progressive position or whatever the fuck and I just feel like they tear each other down instead of like actually like debating let's fucking debate policy I feel like it really gets into this like who can I make everyone believe is a fucking loser instead of like promoting my ideas and why they are better ideas who can I tear to fucking shreds in this so that I come out on top and I think as a strategy Mm -hmm. of the notoriously losing party it just feels like that's not the way to go and i really wish that niggas would stop being scared i understand the fear but i do wish everyday niggas would stop being scared in the primary vote for the person who you really fucking bang with i've I've heard black Mm -hmm. i heard a black woman on a very popular podcast talk about how she settled and voted for the person who she thought could win the election like during the primary like the primary is when you post to like vote vote and there's a lot of people who do that because this shit is mad scary, yo. We're trying to survive. You know what I'm saying? This shit is mad scary. So a lot of people vote scared in the primaries. But primaries are not for that shit. Don't fucking do that shit, yo. Vote your dreams so that the agenda 
of the candidate of your fucking dreams will show up on the radar of whoever the actual yeah. fucking nominee is and might actually end up on their agenda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I also wanted to speak to this idea of like using the master's tools to dismantle the master's house. That that quote that's used to talk about why we shouldn't vote or why we shouldn't participate in this process. To me, using the master's tools to dismantle the master's house to me that would be first of all this system doesn't work the master's house don't work the system doesn't work using their tools to me is saying obama's in the white house that's it we did it that to me was like using the master's tools you know what i'm saying and i use obama as an example because there are people when he was elected who felt like okay we did it there are people who felt that way. And I think that that, that concept, that would be using the master's tools. But I really think that for most black people, when we vote for white people, everyday black people who are not actively, quote unquote, moving or trying to dismantle the system or whatever, everyday black folks who vote for white people, rarely are they thinking about how this is it. This is the one. Yeah. Nobody feels about how they felt like about Obama. Like, no, like, that's just not... That was a whole nother motherfucking like ball game. That was a whole nother situation. And I feel like even that was misguided. Like people who felt like, ah, we did it. We got a black man in office. We got Obama. He's so smart. He's this, that or whatever. Obama was the greatest leader of a white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalistic nation. And he did white supremacist, patriarchal, capitalistic things. Right. Along with passing a lot of fucking progressive policies and shit that the Trump administration every day, every day they overturn some shit that I didn't even know Obama fucking did. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that this thing that they have now dismantled that I wasn't worried about because shit was okay in that area i didn't even know that that exists i didn't even know it existed you know what i'm saying and so like using the master's tools to dismantle the master's house to me implies that we would tear down the current system that we had and just give it like a black face that's what it says to me we're in what i imagine that we are doing by electing uh biden and kamala into office would be selecting a new enemy you know what i'm saying like selecting an enemy who we can use common sense tools to fight against instead of re-electing a fucking clansman and i feel like when you choose not to vote i feel like you contribute to the re-election of this motherfucking clansman and i just i don't understand personally i don't i also don't really believe in shaming people because i feel like this is a mad scary time. Niggas are scared. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't really. Um, I understand why people would feel like they don't want to vote. I am a different type of bitch in that I don't. I could not bring myself to actually not vote. Like there's so mm-hmm. many things within me that just make that an uncomfortable thing that I could not do. Even though I understand why others might feel like they just want to opt out of the whole thing or mm-hmm. whatever. But I feel like this really calls for us to be having higher level dialogue with one another, for us to be a little bit more sensitive to one another in this, even though it's mad scary and the the 
instinct is to if somebody is like putting your life in danger which i really feel like niggas are doing when they decide not to vote when they decide like oh whatever happens happens if trump is in office it's whatever i really do feel like niggas is putting my life in danger when they say oh i'm not i'm not gonna vote fuck it and so it's hard it's hard to not shame people it's hard to have a reasonable discussion with somebody or bring up or point things out like you said and just bring up these points or whatever it's hard to do that when you feel like someone else's choice is putting your life in jeopardy, is putting your life in danger, is putting yeah. you in harm's mm-hmm. way. Um, but I really do feel like there are people who are thinking about not voting and maybe not talking about those feelings or whatever. There are people who mm-hmm. are complacent, maybe, and maybe they'll vote if it's convenient and won't if it's not or whatever. Um, I feel like there is room to share information, share how you feel about voting without getting into active shaming of people who have decided that they're not going to participate in the election. Honestly, it's because people who have said they are not voting don't really know why they're not voting Mm. outside of it's not what I want. You know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't really have like a drawn out kind of idea as to why this thing is something I'm not participating mm-hmm. Like, it's always, for me, it is always it seems like some careless kind of, like, in my circles, careless kind of, I'm mad woke. I know this is not how you dismantle mm-hmm. the system. No one goes to the voting booth thinking, like, I'm going to dismantle this, this right mm-hmm. here. This vote right here yeah. is going to do all of this shit and change everything. And tomorrow, everything, like, no one goes to the voting booth thinking that they're going to dismantle white supremacist patriarchal mm-hmm. capitalism. So when all of these woke-ass motherfuckers say that they're not doing it because it's the master's tools. No one ever said that that's what that was. No one goes in the voting booth thinking that they're doing some fucking Malcolm X, Martin Luther King yeah. type thing. They're just voting. Mm. Like, they're just voting. Right. And I, I, it just makes no sense that people make it like this fucking, this stance mm-hmm. or like this, this like thing. And they usually don't really have any fucking explanation that ever makes sense yeah. as to why they're not participating it's they not make no sense it's even more weird that position since there are so many white people invested in us not voting since there are so many initiatives to discourage the black vote since there's so much yeah. voter suppression polls have been closed uh shut down never to reopen uh, fucking now they're fucking fucking with the post office you can literally see what they're doing to suppress votes mm-hmm. Right? You can literally see. So that means that voting does something. Because they're not going to fucking hide something and suppress something that does not Mm -hmm. do something in this space. Right? right? You see all of this stuff that they're actively doing so that this motherfucker can win. Mm -hmm. And for you to still just sit there and be like, well, whatever. I'm not voting because dot, dot, dot. Like, at this point, it is insulting to me. Because... Like, what the fuck? Yeah, the voter ID not, laws. You don't care about anybody. You don't care about anybody mm-hmm. but yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody but yourself. That's how, that's how I yeah. see that. Like, you're being extremely selfish. Mm-hmm. The voter ID like, laws, the fucking redistricting of areas, like, changing... The, and, and all of it, these are not things that affect white people. All of it is, like, redoing this shit that. so I can most affect the black vote. It is mm-hmm. fucking strategic black voters being removed from the voter rolls like it's just happening randomly and then you don't know until you show up there yes 
this is another systemic systemic thing that they like we like to talk about how systemically they put crack into our neighborhoods da, 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 and all of this mm-hmm. stuff this is a systemic and intentional right. thing to suppress the black vote and for you to be like well you know, I, it doesn't matter yeah. anyway it does matter they would not go as hard as they have been Right. To suppress our vote. Right. Like, still to this day in 2020, motherfuckers are locking up mailboxes. Mm-hmm. Picking, like, taking mailboxes out of the ground. I have never seen anything like this in my life. This is like some fucking shit you read in a history book about another fucking country. Mm-hmm. And motherfuckers is like seeing this shit. Happening around them, us, us appear more and more and more of what we were taught in school with dictatorships is what we're fucking seeing, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh, I'm not voting for Biden because it's just like, well, it's just it's disgusting to me and gross. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm not into shaming either, but I'm so upset that it's just like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, think, I think that um, also when we talk about people... The number of people who died from COVID because of uh, the Trump administration. Like, it's not like just like, oh, he's not smart. So, like, that's what happened. This was like an intentional, calculated, like, dismantling of systems that were already put in place. Like We had a whole pandemic team. Yeah. The Obama administration left Trump with a 69-page playbook on what to fucking do in the event (laughs) of a motherfucking pandemic. It was called the Playbook for Early Response to High-Consequence Emerging Infectious Disease, Threats, and Biological Incidents. There was a fucking meeting. The playbook outlined questions to ask, who should be asked to get the answers, and what key decisions should be made and that shit was dismissed and disregarded to the point that not everyone even remembers that that shit existed like like within the trump administration like mitch mcconnell got up there and was like there was no plan set forth by the obama administration and his apology was oh this has been pointed out so apparently there was like that's the thing too that you make pop in my mm-hmm. head is that this is these people this we employ them right voting for Biden is also you firing Trump mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. like regardless of if Biden is your choice you know that Trump is doing a horrible job right. like he should be fired mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying a dangerous like, job yes mm-hmm. he's like he's not doing his job at all mm-hmm. you you know for sure that this motherfucker cannot do the job mm-hmm. he's not doing a job so get fire him mm-hmm. That's what you will be doing. If you needed to look at it that way, to fucking do the shit, you're firing this person who is doing a horrible Mm -hmm. job, horrible Mm -hmm. job with money in the country. Yeah. Yeah. There's a difference between the concept of like Obama, President Obama as the deporter in chief, like sending people back Mm -hmm. to their home country, like people who were trying to immigrate here. There's a difference between like deporting people and sending them home and fucking separating kids from their fucking parents at the border never to be seen again Again. never to be seen by their family again letting them be adopted by fucking american families fucking trying children as adults having them fucking represent themselves locking kids up in cages at the border or whatever like those are both horrible things very different still yes very different Mm -hmm very different and that shit matters that shit matters to actual people to actual human people that shit matters so i think that it matters who the enemy is and we have the opportunity to choose 
we want our fucking enemy to be and that shit is whack and those shouldn't be our options and i just feel like right now if we're not building an army of people who are gonna invade the white house so, then exactly like, we're not gonna overthrow this government right this instant right mm-hmm. all of your progressive radical shit in this moment doesn't do anything yeah. to change what's happening right now in this moment and we agree with that shit and we fucked with that shit and we want that shit. But right now, in this moment, unless we, unless y'all got an army ready to fucking overthrow this shit and we build our own shit, mm-hmm. which we do not, then we have to be like realistic and think about the present. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I do think when it comes to white people, like how you were saying you were talking to a white friend, like, I don't know if this person is actually your friend, but I expect all of my white friends to vote like biden kamala like period like you use your privilege to fucking vote like that kind of like blase blase laissez-faire like you being a white liberal ass nigga and like not voting and you think that like we're gonna be friends like that i can't do i i don't i I don't appreciate that there are black folks who are gonna do what white people want them to do and not vote i don't appreciate that but i'm not gonna fucking cancel you i will i will fucking cancel you if you think that you are a friend of mine and happen to be white and i don't know why we're still friends but we have you happen to still be around (laughs) and you're not voting that 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 we're not gonna do that we're not gonna do because you should really be voting for whoever is least racist not racist whatever the fuck the presidential nominee mm -hmm. would never be someone at least not right now Mm -hmm. who was gonna be on the whole other end of that yeah. spectrum that a lot of us want from mm-hmm. the president like mm-hmm. let's like be for real i mean let's be honest if people actually voted their feelings during the primary but they didn't maybe but they didn't. right but people right didn't because niggas but, are scared yes yeah, right? yeah. and right now this is where mm-hmm. we're at mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. like this is where we're at yeah. so like yeah calm calm down y'all stop being selfish mm-hmm. I, you're being selfish you talk about all of this socialist stuff where you're supposed to be thinking about the collective mm-hmm. and you're fucking not. Yeah. You're liars. So anonymous, I, I believe that voting does carry political weight. And for me, it's about like, I want to choose my enemy or else it'll be chosen for me. Either way, I'm going to have an enemy in the White House. That That is real. Either way. And mm-hmm. I want that person to be somebody who I'm not debating my actual like humanity with. Like, I want to be yeah. talking to somebody who I know doesn't think I am a fucking monkey. You know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. that would be that would be like a good a place to monkey. start. Yeah, like a literal actual monkey. Like a literal monkey. Yes. Not like on some racial shit. Like literally thinks I am a With monkey. a tail. Right. And that's what we have in the mm-hmm. office at this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it does matter who our enemies are and that's how we feel about it. And I want to say it was episode 83 or 84 back in the day after the first election where we did not feel like this. And mm-hmm. that was before experiencing the living hell that is this Trump presidency. Like, people mm-hmm. died because he is the guy in office. 170 people that, 170,000 people that we know mm-hmm. of. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure folks died in homes yeah. or on the street or whatever in places that the numbers right. weren't documented. Right. So I'm sure that number is more from COVID 19 because of like deliberate negligence Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like yeah and and this is this is those are 
those are just people who died from COVID, the negligence of the COVID decisions. You know what I'm yes. saying? Not even yes. the fucking negligence or intentional oppression of other decisions that have been yes. made during this presidency. So, yep. um, yeah, it matters to me who my enemy is. And I'll be voting for a different enemy come election time. And yeah, we feel differently than how we felt before we lived through this shit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's take a break. Yes. Let's take a break. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like. Giving black women year. your money. Yes. Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so, how do they? give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass woman is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website yo tvsqueenandj.com hit that donate tab mm-hmm. and we have two options there so you two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice oh my god we're gonna get money again (laughs) all the time yes and we're black all the time yeah let's talk about some fun shit yo dead ass this is something lighter and cuter and funner i was getting in my feelings that was a lot i want to get out of them that was a lot yo so this person says dating in the time of corona my corona i did that in my head you did? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why? All right. <laughs> All right, so this person says, Hey, Queen and Jay, both of you have expressed how you both are open to and actively dating during times such as these now more than more ever. More than ever. voice. I got you. As a 30-something single, straight, black woman, I respectfully ask, how in the world are you doing it? As of the last broadcast, Queen is getting some healthy sexual pleasure and Jay is getting out there to explore. Full disclosure, I am not active on social media. I tried it for years and it felt like it drained my soul. I let it go in 2015 and I found so much inner peace thereafter. I am an introvert who thrives on connection that is deep and meaningful. So quote unquote WYD or what are you doing annihilates any subsequent steps. So I guess this person means like, like, what are you doing? Text like I love to send a chew doing. Those are my texts that I send you doing but also i'm not it's different when a man it's totally different when a man says it and they really just like text that shit out the blue with no pretext subtext post text so i annihilate shit in me yes 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 (laughs) 
back to the letter. And I'm also a picky Virgo, word to queen, who isn't going through the motions of socializing for its own sake. I'm great company alone. Cishet men can do the most and so very little at the same time. I think you both and your listening audience know what I mean. My social anxiety about possibly getting out there as a late digital bloomer has been getting the best of me. And yet the anxiety is not getting me any closer to the partnership that could complement an otherwise incredible life. I don't see other options other than begrudgingly trekking back to social needs. (sighs) Deep sigh. I have clarity. I mean, I just, I'm an actor. I'm a lesbian. All right. Sorry for that, everyone. I have clarity about what I want and need, but I would like some help on how to get out there and get started. COVID is our reality and social distancing is likely to be the norm for the foreseeable future. So I need to be realistic. Most of my friends are married and or partnered. So I'd appreciate your experience and advice. Please share your tools and tips for the youthful yet fully grown, mature and intentional beginner on how to date online. I believe I am ready to try again. I just need the strategies and encouragement to do so. Thank you for all you do. Much love, JJ. Thank you, JJ, for trusting us with this letter and this dating question and for sending us something light, even though we know dating can be mad heavy. But this is light work to us right now for today. But this little ray of sunshine. Queen, what do you think? So, as far as dating apps, I I do prefer to meet people in person, but that is impossible now because I am taking quarantine seriously. Yeah. Because I want to live mm-hmm. COVID-free. I don't want that shit in my lungs. But anyway, so I use Hinge. I prefer Hinge over Tinder. I used to use Tinder. I didn't start using Hinge until pandemic started okay not started until shutdown happened in new york city pandemic started mm-hmm. but our government is shitty um and i prefer hands because i'm able to still kind of like say i only want to see black people i'm able to like be specific in those ways when i was on tinder i was just seeing like a hundred white men and then a black so man. you can be specific that, about really, your search options you can filter yes. your search you can filter your search options a little more on hands than you can Tinder. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I preferred it because I could do that. I could tailor what I want a little right. more. But it doesn't matter on all the apps. Cishet men are trash and they're going to be trash on the apps mm-hmm. too. So I don't think that it changed the quality of the men because of the apps right. I was on. I think I just like that I could alter my preferences to what I want more. So that's why I say that as far as um, whatever. But I feel like... They're gonna be trash on all the apps, so I don't. I don't think there's a preference for which one you'll find a better cishet men on because they're all fucking annoying. So yeah, that's why I use Hinge. I'm sure there's other apps that you can do similar things to. I just like having a little more control over with who is in my face as far as the apps are concerned. One thing I do notice is that I don't really compromise a whole lot or negotiate a whole lot when when I date. Um, I'm gonna talk mostly about men. Then I do date men and women, but I'm mostly going to talk about mm-hmm. men since you're talking about men. My negotiation opportunities are usually short, but I noticed that right now they're even shorter because like we're in a pandemic mm-hmm. and I need to be like extremely strict about who I'm around, how seriously they're taking this mm-hmm. thing, how, you know, like I just noticed that I'm really, really strict about that mm-hmm. and I, I one thing that I do like about it because this pandemic is happening it does help me not feel so 
I guess there are certain questions that in my mind, I think because of the ways that I have been socialized, that they might be questions that annoy men. Mm-hmm. So like, where you been? Who you been with? Right. What you was doing? Stuff like that. Who you love and who you fucking when you on your ninja Honda with Tanisha and Rhonda. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is important to me, not because I really care where you are, but like, if, especially if we're in a sexual relationship, these are important questions. Right. But because of how we're socialized or whatever, men think you're just being jealous or nosy or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm still kind of socialized to think that I'm being a nag when asking yeah. questions. But I noticed that because those questions are necessary, especially now, what like we literally like, I feel like I'm at the end of the world. Mm. So you know what? No, I need to know where you was at, yeah. who you be with, whatever, whatever, because it's important. So I do like that it has opened a side of me where it's like, nah, motherfucker. Like, I don't even have that thought anymore where I thought a lot of these things. Um, I would still used to ask those questions, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm being a nag. Or, you know, like yeah. that, that I know this has released because I'm not negotiating mm-hmm. that shit. I don't care if you think I'm jealous. I don't care if you think... I'm nosy. I don't care if you think I'm insecure. I don't care. I don't even care because all of that stuff is for my safety. Right. So I do like that I'm not doing that in my head anymore. Negotiating in that mm-hmm. way and like that shit. So that's been helpful. To me, that's the only differences. I don't really, I don't think I've really made huge differences into how I dated before mm-hmm. pre-COVID. And I haven't really been dating a lot. I was fortunate to like connect with someone really early on in mm-hmm. this process. And... It just worked out. (laughs) Like, it just worked in that way. So, but I feel like always follow your instinct, especially now. If you feel like they messy, don't fuck with them because their messiness could bring COVID to your house. Yep. (laughs) Like, like, listen to yourself. If something don't feel right, just listen to it Mm -hmm. and just go with that. Now is not the time to be fucking, like, compromising. Compromise. (laughs) Of all, if, yo, right? if there was ever a time not to compromise, COVID season is that time, yo. Compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? To compromise for what? To compromise. What is compromise? If a man came into your life, wouldn't you want to compromise? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> a man comes into my life and I have to compromise? You must think about that one again. Yeah, it's the time to not compromise, yeah. question everything. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, like, do not doubt the feelings that you have about whatever situation with mm-hmm. a person you're dating. Like, mm-mm. So I have been using Tinder. So I, actually, I, I went through a breakup at the start of COVID of all the times to break <laughs> up with your partner of over a year, mm-hmm. of a year and several months of all the times to do that. Like the beginning of a fucking pandemic was did not feel like the time. So that shit was super duper whack. And... Mm-hmm. A part of the how I get over shit is from like dating. Like I like oh we're done. You do, yep. you do. You be like, oh that's over. <laughs> I'll be like, you're not gonna take time to process. Time you're not to gonna process. Like, no, by the time I'm think about yeah, it. nah, fuck that, yo. By the time I'm actually in a new actual real thing, I'll have already processed it. But I need to start swiping on these niggas now so I can get the garbage out the way. 
<laughs> but it also serves as like a means of like distraction because to an extent yeah, tinder is a sense. game like you swiping or whatever i do have to swipe through mad fucking white men on the upper east side to get past them to like you know where the black dudes at or whatever so i tinder and i accept that it's gonna be rare for me to swipe across somebody that i like that's just like a rare thing that's just how yeah, it is Yep. But it's not impossible. So I do also believe, I feel like for black women who are over 30, I feel like there's this narrative that there's no good dudes out there. There's no black men out there that are in your same social group that you would want to date or whatever. There's this narrative mm-hmm. that it's more black men in jail than it is in college, which is a fucking, what is that shit? A myth, right? A lie. <laughs> there you go. A lie. A myth. They be fibbing. They, be they fibbing. fibbing. Right. There's this thing that, oh, well, they all, it's so many negative stereotypes about the dating pool, right? The black male dating yeah. pool for women who are over 30. And a lot of those things I have noticed through using Tinder that like, mm-hmm. no, it's actually, it's a lot of good dudes out here. It's a lot of good dudes. I just personally am not attracted to all of them. I just personally don't like everybody's voice. I just personally don't want to talk to all of them because some of them only talk about work. I just personally am not interested in all of them because we don't have the same politics or whatever. But there are mad dudes out here who are single, who are not hiding a family. You know what I'm saying? So, like, (laughs) I think that... I think that one of the barriers, one of the barriers to being black, a black woman over 30 and dating is that myth that weighs so heavily that like, oh, like there's nobody out there for you, where your options are so much slimmer than everybody else's and all that shit. Like there's people out here. You'll be okay. White women. Back when I had white women friends at work and by white women, I mean a white woman friend at work. Looking at their tenders, yes, we don't have that. We don't have those options. But I don't even have time for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to talk to that many people. But yes, there is a huge disparity between the options that white women have, which include the black men who are on Tinder talking about. I'll date all races. We know, nigga. That's just we a know. way of saying looking for white women. Like we know, yep. like. You don't have to, no one is wondering, no white girl is looking, ooh, I wonder if he dates white girls. Everybody dates white girls, okay? You don't say that <laughs> shit unless you want to, you're trying to say, I date exactly. white women. Like, we know, yeah. son. You want the white woman to come, but you don't want the black woman to not Thank come. You. So that's why you put that. Thank you. So if you just put, I date white women. Listen, when they put, I date all races, I opt out. I was like, oh, you thought you had to say this? I'm good. Thanks. No need. <laughs> I don't care how you look. You could be Idris Elba himself, okay? I will not. Don't compare yourselves to white women. They do have more options. They're also more white people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, exactly. Don't, yeah. yeah they're, that's a whole different thing. But I definitely did look at some of their, their fucking tenders. Like, you? <laughs> you have this many matches? You? A whole you? because it was silly it was silly but honestly yeah yeah, you don't need that many options it's like you'll be fine so yeah Mm -hmm. so believe that there are good people out there don't think so heavily on all the myths and restrictions of like who's available who's out there for you or whatever and that also feeds into black women over 30 who date men settling for bullshit because they think their options are so much slimmer like oh if i don't try let me try he seems nice let me see i don't know that's the thing too 
is 30 is not even old. So I think it's sad that there's bitches who think that right. way. That like, oh my God, I'm 30. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. Like I, because I've never thought. We've never mm-hmm. thought in that mm-hmm. way, like, oh my god, I'm 30, I gotta find someone now. Right. But it's just it's like, a narrative that's have, pushed, yeah. Yeah, you still have lots of bad bitch years. Mm-hmm. For, yeah, 40 <laughs> like, is not old. Like, everything that yeah, I'm saying applies so to much, over 40 as well. I'm just talking to over 30 bad, people in general. Bad bitch right. years. Like, you know, it's, it's just it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dating on Tinder got easier when I stopped, like, thinking that I had to like negotiate for the type of person that I wanted to to date. Like I really yeah. I don't. I like people who are comfortable. I like to date black men who are comfortable with me saying that men are trash and if that's like going to be an issue for you then this can't work. If you have a problem mm-hmm. with me saying that, if it makes you uncomfortable, if you I've lost platonic friendships over it, I'm not doing this with you just so that I can say that I have a partner and then I have to negotiate who I am and all type of shit like that. I don't have white friends who are uncomfortable with me saying that white people are racist and I don't date or have sex with black men who are uncomfortable with me saying that men are trash. And when I say men are trash, I mean all men, but I only date with and fuck black men. So there's that. What are we doing? Yeah. So yeah, so I don't negotiate any of that shit and you don't have to and there's like a power in that and your vibe changes yo people like people who don't give a fuck you know what i'm saying so your energy changes and that will i think open you up to more people if you're not there already like try it that will open you up and your energy up to more people and more of those kinds of people who are cool with that shit will come your way as well yeah i want to add too to like what you're saying about believe that there are good people Mm. out there and stuff like if you have a homegirl who is always talking about men ain't shit maybe don't talk to her for a while Mm. maybe don't hear listen to that for a while like i remember there was a time where well also sorry i just want to distinguish men ain't shit and men are trash are two different things i think yeah Mm -hmm. very different things so usually the men ain't shit friend is talking about in terms of romantic relationships Mm -hmm. just to get that clear but like maybe not talk to her about relationships right. so you don't get that energy into your head because mm-hmm. that stuff words like that do affect you like i remember there was a period of time where i was feeling like that mm-hmm. and i realized i was watching every single every single love and hip-hop and i was oh. like wait you know so i stopped watching the show for a yeah. while and then it, it it helped me to like not even watch these ancient men on my team mm-hmm. you know the show is fake but you know what i yeah. mean like just try to Think about what you're taking in mm-hmm. as well when it comes to romantic relationships right. with men, because that could be shaping the energy you're projecting yeah. when you are meeting whoever the right, fuck right. you're meeting. On the other side of that, I also my friends who are um pick me's or my friends who are oh, always telling me who important. I should like yes. negotiate with or what parts of myself I should close off in in support of like a man. I don't talk to them about dating either. Like that's not most of them. I don't have a lot of those people left, but sometimes you can't choose like your family. And sometimes like old friends are fucking pick me's and that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? And I just don't talk to those people about relationship stuff. I just don't because they're not going to say anything to me that serves the person who I am. And they're not invested in the person who I am really either. If they're suggesting this kind of, you know, like suffocating myself or putting myself to the side shit. So I don't talk to them about that shit. That shit either. Also, you mentioned like being a little bit anxious about dating and getting into this 
online dating, I also want to say that whoever you are and and however your dating is and your dating style, like don't feel self-conscious about that. That shit is valid. Whoever you are is valid. Your experience is valid. No one is. Yeah, there's some people who are professional daters, but that's not like a fucking career. Like you don't have to be a professional fucking dater. You're a human being who is looking to date or get into relationships or whatever the fuck. And however that happens, as long as it's not harmful and abusive to others it's fine however that happens be whoever you are don't worry about like not doing it right or think that the way that you're moving is not how dating is supposed to go that's good i also want to add that you can also control how this stuff goes i Mm -hmm. think that a lot of time when people are dating men that they kind of let the the guy kind of narrate how yeah. that dating style goes and all of that stuff. He's not we ready. What do you think he's thinking? Think he's doing? He doesn't, like, no. Maybe he doesn't wanna, what? Yeah, what do like, you want to... Yeah, like, fuck that. What do you mm-hmm. want? How do you want it to go? Mm-hmm. Where do you want it to go? How do you want this to be? Yeah. Like, put yourself first in those ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's important a lot of times we allow men to choose the speed, the tone, the whatever. Fuck all of that shit. Mm-hmm. You decide how you want it to go, what you want this to be, how deep or shallow you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Like you can hold the reins to that, and you that I think that that helps take the anxiety off mm-hmm. when you're not just the waiting for what yeah. this person is gonna, how this person is gonna make this go. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just wanted to add. Yeah, that. when I meet somebody on Tinder. I usually keep swiping. Like if I if I connect with someone and we're chatting or whatever, if I have the time to add another person or two to like the rotation of people that the I'm rotation. talking to, yeah, mm-hmm. then I do that. I I like to talk to several people at a time unless I feel like I don't have the time or it's, it's overwhelming or yeah. whatever the fuck. But within reason, if I can, I like to do that. It helps me not focus so much on one person and I am a sensitive ass, tender ass bitch, so it helps me not to take like whatever i'm doing too serious or too personal like too early in the situation yeah. so that's just something that mm-hmm. i do i'm not necessarily saying to do it but it's something that i do during covid times that does not involve physically seeing a lot of people but it does mm-hmm. involve talking to different people via text conversations or zoom conversations or whatever the fuck this has been i am busy and this is all overwhelming so i'm not doing as much of even talking to other people virtually as I would if we were not living under COVID times. Yeah. But there have been moments when I was like virtually talking to a lot of people just because it was just better for me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on that. During this time of COVID, Zoom dates are a gift, I think, to dating. Yeah. You can be, I've liked them. Yeah. Be on a date in your fucking house. You can be comfortable Dress cute from the waist up. Do what you want. I've been wearing clothes that I can't wear outside because they no longer fit, but they make great shirts. <laughs> Dresses that make great shirts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I think that yeah. that helps for um, people who deal with, like, a little bit of social anxiety and things like that. Yeah. It's still I've still been nervous a little bit on Zoom dates, but... I'm setting the tone in my space. I can make myself as comfortable as I want to. I can light a fucking candle, whatever I need. I'm not going to a new place or whatever. So I think Zoom dates have been really cool. And it's a good way because we're in COVID and because we are trying to stay as healthy as possible. I feel like spending a long time, like perhaps longer than usual, even though that there are places. um, Let's pretend you live in New York and pretend the numbers in you in the state are going down and there are ways that you can hang out with strangers safely or whatever the fuck like 
Mm-hmm. You still need to be hanging out with somebody who is taking COVID seriously, yes. who knows how to socially distance, who has good sense. And I feel like it takes a while to get to know if a stranger who is also a cishet man has good sense. And I think right. that spending time doing that virtually to see if you really even want to be bothered with somebody. Like there are people who I might go out with in person back in the day before COVID times who I would never even want to meet ever during COVID times ever. Like, I don't even want to meet you. Like we've talked a little bit. Let's not even do this because times are too serious for me to like, anytime Mm -hmm. I go outside, even though it's a calculated risk, we're still in COVID times. It's still a risk. And do I want to take that kind of risk with somebody who might be cute to look at and a fun story and a fun date, but probably I already knew they were kind of a bozo. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. so I think I take, I do take dating a little bit more seriously and I don't want to take calculated risks with people who are coming off as risky to me. Like somebody yeah. who, you know, I ask, okay, well, what what have you been doing this week or whatever? And the answer is like sketchy to me or like they're acting weird about answering. It's like, we're in a different time. We're in a different, yeah. it's a totally different and time. And if they, if you, if you have to remind them we're in a different time, mm-hmm. then you already know. Delete. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It should not be August and you have to explain to someone that the world is different yep. now. Nope, <laughs> not doing it, not doing it. Or even talking to somebody who has a politi- a different political opinion than you do about this virus. Yes. Like, there's no space for that. And I assume that you listen to Tea with Queen and Jay and so you take this seriously. But even if you are, if you are somebody who doesn't take the virus seriously, date somebody else who don't fucking take the virus seriously. Take the virus seriously. You know what I'm saying? You Word. should be yep. equally yoked in your yes. thoughts on in your COVID yes. thoughts. Yes, yes agree. Because that was that was a major deciding factor when it comes to the guy that I'm dating now. Mm-hmm. Is that I saw he took it just as seriously. He he actually had taken a COVID test and was like, you can see it when we hang out. So you know, like mm-hmm. whatever. So I just seeing that they lived in the same world that I lived right. in <laughs> was helpful. Yeah, yeah, like really helpful. Mm-hmm. I have been hanging out lately mostly with the same person, and every week, like, okay, I haven't seen this person for a week. Every week throughout the week, if we make plans to like, okay, I'm gonna see you again next weekend, it's like, all right, so. What you been doing this week? Doing, What's your roommate yeah. been doing? Have you been anywhere? Who did you see? Da, 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 da. And so that I can decide, do I, is, is there a risk? If there is a risk, is it a calculated risk? Do I want to take this risk? Is it not worth it? Is it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, should I, if right. I don't feel good about it, should I wait two yeah, more weeks? Yeah, until we and you can never plans. like fully trust anybody, really. But yeah. it should be somebody who you feel like, okay, I'm I'm willing to pretend I trust this person. They they don't seem like, you know, a liar. Like, all I can do is my best here, and that's yeah, exactly. it. But there are people who, exactly. like, if you feel sketched out by somebody or, like, feel like you can't believe what somebody is saying, then this is really not the time to chance it or risk it or think that you're not at being, all. you know, reasonable or whatever. Mm-hmm. For social yep. media dating, delete, block, and unmatch people. Okay, so if you have an initial conversation with somebody that made you uncomfortable, delete that person. You don't need to talk to them ever again. Like, that's the beauty of dating apps. Yeah. It's because you can meet someone, you can kind of converse before you actually give your number and stuff like that. So if it's going the way you don't want it to go, you can like unmatch and then you'll never see that shit again. That's one of the great things about dating apps that I like that is not like 
in real in person when you meet people in person so you might just know that you're physically attracted you might exchange a few whatever and then you exchange numbers now this motherfucker got your number mm-hmm. and that we're talking and you realize okay i don't like this motherfucker yeah. but now this motherfucker got your number mm-hmm. so like it's it's different for you to be able to like you know what I'm, you don't even got to tell them you're unmatching yep. them just uh-uh this not working yep. And unmatched that yep, shit. Yep, so yep. I do like that about online yeah, dating. Yeah. So I do think that there's there are times when people are too quick to like just vanish or whatever. But I, I think that I think it is okay to exercise that right. You don't need to be uncomfortable, feel unsafe, feel weird um, by a fucking stranger, you know, because you're trying yeah. to date. Like you don't deserve that shit. Fuck that shit. That's how it's been going for us. I have been enjoying my dating situation but it it has relied on me being in constant communication and trusting that this other person is taking covid seriously and while we're together making sure we're using our hand sani making sure that when we are places where there are other people we have our masks on or whatever we are we're covid cohorts so um like me and this person, when it's just us in a space, we'll take our masks off or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, again, calculated risk. If I have yes. COVID, that nigga has COVID. If he got COVID, I have COVID or whatever. COVID. But it's also, it's been communication and agreeing that right now we are not risking getting COVID with other people. That's the other piece of it is like, I am typically an ethically non-monogamous person and would like to be dating other people. Where I am not a monogamous person and I have <laughs> it's. It's forcing me to be monogamous, mm-hmm. sexually monogamous, at least. I can still, like, talk to other people mm-hmm. and stuff. So that's kind of a drag. I do want some other penises. Yeah, yeah. I would, right. But, um, I would typically be talking to other people. And it, and right now it's just, I'm just seeing this person. And I really have too many other things to do to be thinking about, okay, well, how can I be I ethically exactly. non-monogamous during COVID? Like, that's, COVID, you know yeah, what? I'm, not, I'm just, I'm not doing that. I can't. It's not that important to me. Um, so, yeah. So that has been um, different. But, yeah, but it's not impossible. You can do it. You got this. You have all the tools to be a social media dater in the era of that Rona. You can do that shit. And a thing that's good about social media, dating app, whatever thing is that you can decide, okay, that's enough and put it down. Yes. And like walk away from Mm -hmm. it and not touch the app for like a week or two and then come back on when you're ready to come back Mm -hmm. on. And there may be matches already made from when you were swiping that time you were swiping and go from there. Like it you you have a lot of agency. Like you can like put it down and pick it up whenever you feel like it. If it's not going the mm-hmm. way you want it to go, stop swiping and put it down for a while. I'll do that a lot where I'm like, I'm taking breaks. I'm not doing any of this yeah. shit. And I'll just pause. Mm-hmm. So that's helpful and, and good too that you can do it when you want to do it and not feel like, you know, you have to swipe every day. Right. You can just be like, you know what? and put the app down for two to three weeks agreed totally fine agreed sometimes i'll be swiping and i'll come across a profile that like makes me question what i'm looking for you know what i'm saying I'm like <laughs> do i want to swipe i don't i don't know how i feel about this and then i'll just leave and i'm mm-hmm. like you know what? i'm not deciding this right now 
and I just go do something else with my life. And sometimes I come back and that fucking picture is still there as the same motherfucker and I have to decide. And other times mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it was a whole new picture now. I don't know what happened to the other one. Or or mm-hmm. I've thought about it more and like, you know what? I don't want to. Or I do want to. Or whatever. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, play with that how you want to. But you can do it. Also accepting for me that men are garbage, that men are trash, has yep. made it easier. Like, it's not me. It's not it's in my head um, that there is a system of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism that is infused into the dating process and that does make shit harder and whacker. And I don't have to settle for it because the same way I'm trying to dismantle the system, there are other people looking to dismantle the system and there are black men who are interested in what I have to say about it. And there are black men who, when I say, you know what, this has been my experience, they give a shit and they take it seriously and they care about that. And I have had the pleasure to date and fuck several of those type of niggas and i look forward yeah. i look forward to fucking to more and fucking more with big hands and height you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's the time i'm on right now so now you've been doing good finding your tall man yeah i'm excited about it <laughs> doing good. Yes. yeah i'm excited about it yo it's fucking lit yeah it's fucking lit anyway so good luck to you Yes. JJ, we believe in you. Hit us up. Let us know how it goes. Make sure you're taking care of yourself. But you deserve. It's your world. And it's not impossible. It is. It is harder. Like, the, the numbers-wise. Numbers-wise, yes. There are less people to date when your standards change. Numbers is harder. But the rest yeah. of it is easier. But that's much like, that's much like voting. Okay? Right. If you... Okay, if you right. vote in the primaries right. for the dream, you're right? You're right. <laughs> okay, you're right. You get to choose Dating. your enemy. Choose yes. your enemy. <laughs> dating is dating. Men is choosing your enemy. Okay. Yes, that's just what it is. That's funny. That is. That's exactly what dating men is like. I don't feel like that about dating women, yeah. but men, yes. Choose your enemy. That ass. Choose your enemy. But anyway, no, I'm. I'm not. Hopefully, I'm not dating my. <laughs> choose enemy your anymore. fighter. But that, that is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, thank you again for this letter. If you want to hear more TV Queen and Jay, we will be back next week. But also, if you are signed up for our Patreon, we will be talking about WAP on the Patreon this week. Hope it should be up by the time this episode is up. If it's not, just check back, all right? It'll fucking be there, okay? It'll be there soon. Yeah, it comes to your inbox when we update the the Patreon. Oh, you're fucking right, yo. So So you you have to check for it. So you will get an alert for the episode. And your Patreon. So it'll be there. Look out for that. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram and the Twitters at TBQJ. Just search for that and follow us. We are also on Tumblr and Facebook. We would love for you to follow us there. Continue sending us wonderful T-mail at TWithQueenAndJ at gmail.com. Come visit our website for all other things. TWithQueenAndJ.com There is where you can see how to donate and all other things. Look at I don't know, videos and shit like that. That is on our website. Also. Yep. I think that's it, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. All right. What's your hashtag? You have a hashtag for this week? I did not even think. Well, I'm going to go with hashtag Uh vote. I I really would. You know what? I like that. I really would like for black people to vote they are very invested the man is very invested in us not voting and us not voting like i really do think that you should fucking vote and i think that you don't have to do it silently 
You know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to. You don't mm-hmm. have to be quiet and just vote. You know, if there are things that you want to talk about that you expect from Biden, like right now, like that's cool. Yeah, shit. What you expect say from Kamala things. right now? Like say that shit. Yeah, talk that shit. I just really do think that we should be voting, and I think that if you are in a space to encourage other people who are feeling disenfranchised, encouraging those people to vote, I think that that is a good thing too because I really do feel like like people die. People like people people, people are dying. have literally died. Right. And, and that's under any American of, presidency, right? Yes, but I I, I yes. do believe the numbers are fucking higher, at least 170,000k higher than have, um they have been in other presidencies. Have died so. in a, in 2020 mm-hmm. alone. Think about mm-hmm. that. Like that is an extreme amount of folks yeah. within this one term of presidency. Mm-hmm. And and a pandemic is not you know. the worst that could happen. So hashtag vote. No, it's not. And that's where yes. we're at with the shits. You good? Yeah. Oscar. This episode was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Naima and a black girl named Janicia. Oh, you know what I forgot to mention? Somebody did reach out to us about transcribing the show. Robert reached out to us about transcribing the show. So, yeah. I I, I wanted to say thank you so much, Um, Robert. We're going to hit you up. We appreciate that. And thanks to everybody else uh, who volunteered to support us in transcribing. And by everyone else, I mean no one except for Robert. Yeah, I was like, who else? All I saw was Robert. Robert. (laughs) Thanks, Robert. We appreciate you. Out of all those thousands yeah. of people. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Robert. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. So, Robert, if you listened all the way to the end, we're definitely going to hit you up. Either way, we're going to hit you up. So, thank you so much. And that's it. Tea with Queen and Jay. We turned up responsibly. Ow. Ew. <laughs> You're going to do that again. Ew. Do that again. Yes. Okay. okay. You, you, ow, from your diaphragm. All right. Bye, y'all. White people, if you're scared about Negroes, I'd like to remind you of something. That anger and that rage that you think will one day be unleashed upon white families. You've been waiting on it for 400 years. We're better people than that. I know what you heard. Thugs, animals, monsters. Nope. Better people than that. Not only can we do better, we want to do better, we are doing better. And you're free to join us.